Welcome to Let Me Hear It with Hayden Jardine, a podcast where I'll be interviewing people from all sorts of backgrounds, trying to highlight their experiences and views of the world with their point of view. And on episodes where it is just me, I'll try and make you laugh by sharing some of my takes on everything. Thanks for being here. For those listening, Logan Beck, he is a, I don't want to say YouTuber, but you do a lot more than just YouTube, right? Yeah. YouTube's probably more of like a fourth or a third of what I do. Really? Um, so how would you word. describe yourself? Uh, you know, I don't even like the term, but the best term is influencer. Perfect. Because I do I work like, on yeah, all different platforms and I do stuff from TV shows to Instagram stuff only to live streams and YouTube. So, I mean, I cover really? the whole entire spectrum. So, yep. I love that. Okay. So dude, I've got so many questions for you. So okay. I guess just a tiny little bit of like a backstory or I guess uh, how we know each other. Um, Logan and I grew up in the same neighborhood, uh, like junior high, high school, and then Logan, you went, it, correct me if I'm wrong, but you went on your uh-huh. mission to Washington, D.C. Is that right? And you were Mandarin correct. Chinese speaking? Yes. And then tell me how you ended up living in Taiwan because you've been in Taiwan for what, like five, oh, uh, seven years now? Five plus years. I'm going to start my sixth year soon. I think that's what it is. So, so, I mean, that's kind of like your background into like Chinese and the language and stuff. But from, from that experience here in the States, how'd you end up in Taiwan? Yeah, so during my mission, I was a pilot mission for Facebook. So we got to explore Facebook. We were the first mission to do that. And by doing oh, that, really? I went on, a, went on a little frenzy of adding lots of just beautiful Chinese girls, you know? I'm a 21-year-old. Love it. <laughs> I mean, you have to find a way to preach to Chinese people. And I was in D.C., so I was kind of limited. And I ended up adding my wife. Sure. Um, and then a story behind that is my trainer is her neighbor, here in Taiwan, but we didn't know that at first. So no we chatted way. for quite some time. And then, and then I showed her a picture of my trainer and she's like, wait a second, that's my neighbor. So, and no then she was a member way. at that time. So as when well. you say neighbor, so, yeah. like, uh, okay, maybe the same like next door neighbor. No, maybe like similar to us, you know, and just like the next street over. So like, just like down the yeah. street. Wow. Down the street. Bro, what are the odds? That's crazy. crazy. Right? That's fate, man. So that's that's kind of how we met. And then she first moved to America. We got married there. And then because uh, because of immigration and all that stuff, it was just one big mess. So we decided to uh, mm-hmm. try life in Taiwan and it just kind of worked out a lot better. Love that's that. That's it in a nutshell. Love to hear I that. Mean, that's, okay, cool. Yeah, that's the nutshell. Sure. Yeah, I'm sure there's so much more that, that goes into yeah. uprooting your life and moving to a completely different country. But yeah. that's a pretty summarized nutshell. Yeah. So basically, I just moved here for love. I love that, bro. And how's it been? It's been good. Um, are we talking about my, my wife still or moving here? <laughs> moving to Taiwan. It's been absolutely amazing. Yeah. Good, man. And fun. <laughs> um, and, and maybe we can address this later, but it's been a way for me to change my identity, to figure oh, really? out myself, to... Uh, explore my passions more than I was able to in the U S and so much more. Um, but I think it comes down to it is there's a term called cultural displacement. Uh huh. Have you heard of this? Tell me about that. That's basically where you're born. Yeah. This is basically where you're born in the wrong culture. So I, uh, with my personality, the way I make jokes, the way that I talk to people, 
um, is just I flow a lot better here in in Taiwan and and with the really? Asian community, which is weird. So that is so fun. Yep. Wow. Okay. So I've never heard of that before. So. <clears throat> So correct me if I'm wrong from, from my memory, you kind of started, like, I remember you made a very viral video when we were still in high school, maybe. Right. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> which one are we talking from about from there? What's that? Which one is that? Was it, uh, it was like the Gangnam style, but it was the book oh, of Mormon parody, Mormon style. Right? Yeah. Mormon style, bro. And my video you is keep so on funny. talking. I, I've got something that I have to show you. It happened uh, two weeks ago. So what happened? we're just going to take a pause from that. Okay. And um, so Mormon style, that was like my big thing that really like got me, hey, maybe I can do YouTube. And then when I moved yeah. here, I'm like, well, in the past, I've made a viral video. So I have an opportunity to duplicate it. Uh-huh. So basically, my whole entire career, my cars, my family, my my house, uh-huh. everything stems off of Mormon style. I mean, if it weren't for that, I wouldn't have enough ego or enough hope to do this. So I went to Korea two weeks ago and I'm just walking around. I'm just walking around and I don't know if you can see this, the monument for Gangnam style. Shut up. No way. Looking at that, I'm like, because of this, I can do what I do right now. Bro, how fun. How did that feel? When I saw them, I'm like, yes. Yes. Oh, Oh, it was so much fun. It was so much fun. That really is I'm wild. I was like, this is it. This is it. Yeah. So definitely it was because of that video that I really decided to continue on with this passion. I love that. Okay. And so when it went, remind me, so it went viral. Were we, were you still in high school or is this after uh, graduation? No, I just like graduated. For... I was in college. Yeah. Okay. So kind of like maybe about a year time. before you left on your mission. So then you come yeah. home from your mission and then you're... You're like, do I, I still want to do YouTube or, or did you ever try and jump into anything else before, before going? Yeah. Like so the I did a around? few, yeah. So I did a few things, some really stupid things. Um, I don't even have don't those videos all? up anymore. They're just more like fun ones with friends. Right. But it's a learning process. Um, but anyway, so I did those and it never really worked out. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was after I moved to Taiwan. Uh, the biggest thing is. I moved, um, I flew here on a visa, I mean, on a passport. So I couldn't have a okay. working visa. Um, my wife just had a kid and I started going to school. Dang. So we were living off like a thousand dollars that I had left in the bank. Dang. So then I'm like, well, I don't have much to do, but I did photography and, and like oh, a little video okay. ads before I moved here. So I had uh-huh. all the equipment and the light experience. So I just started to film some YouTube videos mainly just to show my friends and family back in the states but it picked up where taiwanese people saw it really and and then it started picking up traction so wow logan that is so interesting worked out that way so would you say that you started you kind of you're like okay well i'll give this a shot you've got obviously you had the talent for it but it wasn't like Mm -hmm. at that point where you're like let me make a career out of this or were you just like let me just kind of see what happens yeah, well, it was first, let me see what happens. Second is I've got nothing else to rely on. Sure. So, nothing to yeah. lose. I mean, okay, so we have a just a little bit in the bank. It's, yeah, so I just went for it. And I also had the time. Yeah. Um, so I just started making little things. 
And since then, I've made, I think, almost 600 videos. So really busy. Yeah, 600. I think my YouTube channel has like 1.8 billion views. Is that Uh, wild to you? Like that is crazy. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're probably like so used to like these big numbers. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. You're just like unfazed. You could probably get another... 10 50 million views tomorrow you'd be like all right cool that's a good wednesday yep, cool. you know like things just like kind of yep. come and go that's so interesting <clears throat> um okay so in like preparation to this i asked on my instagram stories i let people know that i i got the opportunity to interview someone who's you know social media presence you, you've got you've got right now about 515,000 subscribers on youtube so big yes. channel. Um, so I asked people to submit some questions that they'd like to ask a YouTuber. Okay. So correct me if I'm wrong. It's been about 10 years in the scene, right? And you- uh, so I actually don't, uh, so I counted four years. Oh really? Just because four years? With Mormon style and that fun. Okay. So my channel was created 10 years ago, Uh huh. but that was just. Oh, sure dinky little things sure um it was when i came to taiwan i but it was about after like six months or so here so almost five years okay um it'll be five years in next march okay and that's when i really decided okay i'm gonna post a video and then two weeks went by i'm like maybe i can make another one and then it went about six months after that when i decided hey i need to start doing this full time to make it work that makes sense so you're dabbling in it for probably all growing up making videos and stuff like that fun with your friends but very seriously the last five years exactly okay so uh and then i'll just give a little uh for all the listeners out there i um i already told you i've got some like phlegm in my throat oh you're fine (laughs) you can't even hear it honestly you're good yeah so if you need to clear your throat this morning uh, this morning which you saw um i rode 120 miles what on my bike today i started at like 4 a.m and just went and it was what freezing freak, outside bro? 120 yeah. miles yeah and then climbing i think i did six six thousand feet of that was climbing wow okay so, so i've noticed on your instagram feet, but but enough to do this so that's why i'm not I like my game but yeah I sorry with that. we kind of cut out for a sec you said you okay. You biked 120 mother freaking miles, and then we kind of cut out for a minute. Yep. Oh, and then of that, I climbed 6,000 feet. That's the that's the uh, height equivalent of Farmington Canyon. Bro, that's bazongs. So I've seen you just like that get into that just a, just a tiny bit because that's so wild. It was kind of like in the yeah. last year or so that you got into biking, right? What yeah. kind of sparks that? Like you and your I've wife, right? I've only been right? doing it for like nine months. Mm-hmm. How'd you get the main thing was we wanted to find something that we wanted to do together. Oh, okay. And, uh, cycling is just so good. And then I started cycling and I used to be a gym rat. Uh Um, I like to lift a lot, you know, just get swole. But after I started biking, I realized how stupid the gym is like, and interesting. How so? And there may be, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm going to be very blunt with it. Going to the gym is so stupid. Like (laughs) it's so primitive. Think of it real quick. Think of how primitive it is. They're picking up stone, uh-huh. grunting, and putting it back. And um, I don't know what it is. I think once I started getting on the bike and then being able to go long distances, 
Mm-hmm. My my cardio has improved. I think my resting heart rate's at like 44 right now. Incredibly low. What the freak, dog? That's wild. And you get to see so much things outside and you're in the sun and I've never felt healthier. So for me, yeah. Amazing, and I go to the gym dude. maybe once, once or twice a week and I dread uh-huh. it. Just because you're inside. I mean, it's just, yeah. I like to be outside. So once I, yeah. So cycling for me, like that was a big conversion because I used to laugh at cyclists and now I am Uh the cyclist. (laughs) That's so funny. Well, what a fun, um, like what a healthy, like passion to get at this time in your life. You know, like I feel like a lot of people really good kind of just turn to just random things, even like gaming and stuff like that. But cycling, what a, Mm -hmm. what a productive hobby, you know? And what's nice too with cycling is it motivates you to eat really healthy because number one, if you eat healthier, you'll have a better stamina. But number Mm -hmm. two, you want to get trim because then you can climb up those mountains a lot quicker. So not only are you doing buttloads of cardio, like today I burned 4,200 calories. Jeez just on my bike ride today but then now i'm still motivated not to pack down all the food because i want to get trimmed a bit more right so i mean it's just like an ultimate exercise for me and biking is incredibly good on your legs and your knees that is awesome so it's a long live wait what's the word a longevity it's a Mm -hmm. yeah it's it's a good sport i love that bro good for you man yeah my neighbors are trying to convince me to uh train for a half marathon that they're running in may I'm like, I've never been a runner. I'm like, I think it's something good to work for. But I'm like, bro, I just, I started going on like long walks because I'm like, let's just entertain this idea. I'll like slowly ease into it. So I've been going on like three mile walks. Like that's it. Like every day. But I'm like, bro, even walking, I'm like, my shins hurt, dog. Like I need to probably find something a little bit easier on me. So, but when you go walking, yeah. But like when you go walking, don't you get that? sense of oh i've never seen this before check this out or you get lots of self-reflection time stuff that you can't get in the gym because the music because the music yeah and it's just pumping iron but when you're outside doing cardio you can zone out and self-reflect daydream Mm -hmm. that is a very good point actually because i was thinking about that i'm like honestly you really do self-reflect especially once you're gone for like an hour or something like that your mind is just in a whole different like thought process and i was like honestly i wish i could like i wish i had a microphone right now and i could start recording some episodes of my podcast right now because i'm just feeling so like insightful and just like want to share these new little thoughts um but i'm like i also don't want a shizzy quality uh like audio so i didn't but that is so interesting that's (laughs) that's cool that um you feel like that when you bike though too yeah that's awesome you can just zone out and just think of what you need to do today or your plans but Okay, but we're sidetracked off cycling now. No worries. Maybe we can jump no back worries. on it in just a bit. So I yes. Yeah, so going back to I so I had asked a couple people those questions. Um, one of the questions was being in this field that you're in uh, for the last mm-hmm. we said five years. What is he said? What keeps you dedicated after five years, and what keeps content fresh and new? And I was like, oh, that's a good question. Mm-hmm. That is a good question. Um, I think this is the biggest question. Um, yeah, more of dedication. You're, uh, you're want to keep on doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's hard because, um, I've dropped a few times. I was like, ah, I don't want to do this or I like to film, but what's always come back to me. And if it, 
is on your YouTube success or your own success or your channel success or just the quality of the content is just to follow your own passions. Because once you start filming for a niche, once you start filming to get views, filming mm-hmm. for that, mm-hmm. that's when you lose your passion. That's when you burn out. Definitely. Yep. And you said you you felt that before? Were you doing a certain... Oh, yeah, for sure. Were you doing a certain like niche at the time or... So my channel has kind of gone up and down. If you look at my channel right now, I don't have the biggest, craziest views. I mean, I'll have a video here that gets 15,000, one that gets 200,000. It's not like every video just... Sure. And that's because I'm, I've uh, kind of changed my direction of how I work my YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Um, but the main part of it is I just film what I want to film. I don't think about, hey, is this topic going to get views? Right. I don't ever think about that. I've completely dropped it. Um, I used to do that. And at that point, I'd have, you know, every other video would get a million plus. Yeah. But after a while, the views and the subscriber counts just kind of mean nothing. Of course. Because once you're doing things for other people, you're not taking care of yourself. So for me, I I prefer just to think of what I like to do mm-hmm. and just film. That's so some videos amazing. that I like to do work a lot there. And then also what I do is I film in a very advertiser-friendly. So every video of mine is sponsored. Oh. So I don't have to worry about views. I don't have to worry about that because I do my videos in such a way where I'm booked out with sponsorships, which has been really nice. So, so I changed it that way. So now I don't have, you know, the biggest pop in YouTube channel, but out of all the YouTubers I know, I make three or three to four times more and I'm going stress-free. Really? Yep. So I have a YouTuber friend. He's got 1.2 million Uh and every video, what, and then he's got a big crew and then every video that they push out, they get like half a million. Uh Uh-huh. I'll get maybe like a hundred thousand and I still make four or five times as much as he does. And he's still got to pay a crew. Oh my gosh. Are you so kidding it's me? just kind of how you manage. Yeah. It's just, it's just how you manage it and how you want your channel to go. Wow. That's now, so if I started wanting to chase views. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so, so if I want to do chase views at this point of YouTube right now, cause what's hot is videos with big topics and extravagant content. Sure. Like we're talking Mr. Beast. Yeah. We're talking like surviving something, something in 24 mm, hours, you know? Yeah. Um, when I started wild. YouTube, it was all about vlogging. Yeah. yeah. So, so about five years ago, YouTube was all vlogging and you could do that by yourself and all the videos would just go viral. But now it basically requires you to have a team. And then when mm-hmm. you do stuff like that, it's actually not advertising friendly for lots of those. So can you explain real quick? I just what haven't done that. Friendly? Yeah. Well, okay. So this actually, um, I think with region, it just all kind of varies. So mm-hmm. most of my sponsors come from the Taiwanese government or from companies that do really? travel based or food things. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So, so I do my videos in a, such a way where there is no profanity. Everything's clean. I make a really high quality 4k crisp video with good editing and I bring a message of happiness and joy. I guess you could say, you know, mm-hmm. I'm a happy, fun person. So, yeah. but then, but then I just keep my, my videos more vlog styled. Sure. Therefore it welcomes more for, to put an advertisement inside of it. 
That is interesting. Okay, so it doesn't. But then once again, in the U.S., I don't know how that would work out. Sure, because there's different sponsors, but yeah, that is so interesting. Because um, <clears throat> I, that's something I've been noticing. Like, I'm not. I would say, as when it comes to like social media and stuff, I have like a couple, just a couple insider like views, and maybe it's just like owning my own business, trying to do marketing on on its end, Mm -hmm. I kind of just see a little thing and I see trends and whatnot. And I've no, I have noticed that people are much more focused nowadays on sponsors. And obviously everyone wants to get like a ton of views and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. But sponsors seem to be just like you said, the moneymaker. Yeah. And that is so fascinating to, to hear that confirmed to someone who actually does that is actually really Mm -hmm. cool. Yep. So I'll just throw an example. I'll just give an average number, my average YouTube video, which Taiwan AdSense is incredibly low. Oh, really? On a good video, I'll make probably four to 500 bucks. Uh Uh-huh. If it were the US, it would probably be like a thousand to a thousand, 200 to 300. Mm -hmm. But on the same video, I'll have a sponsor and I'll get about 15 to 18. Really? Grand. So, and and is this something that, Tell me how it works. Like I am you and I'm going, am I going mm-hmm. out and I'm looking for sponsors? Do you kind of put yourself out no, there? No, I just sponsors pop open you? on my email. Really? Yep. I just see what, what came in. Um, let's see. I've got three from yesterday. I'm looking at them right now. So Hello. I can just pick and choose. I'm like, okay, I think this one's fun. Um, and once again, I just choose the ones that I think are fun. Sure. I turn down a lot. So lots of times they'll be for YouTube. Other times they'll be for other things. So mm-hmm. and they just come in. Wow. That's so cool. Okay. So, and, and obviously it's cause you've been in the space for so long and you have a very mm. proven track record of making great videos. Um, yes. like, like I'll have whenever, wherever I post this, I'm going to put a link to your channel, um, and like your socials okay. and stuff so people can check you out. But like the quality of your editing bro is, is wild. Do you edit your own videos as well? I do. I do. Um, most YouTubers have a team behind them. Uh-huh. I won't say 95% that I know have a team and that could just be a whole team or it could be an agent or it could be, you know, just someone, but I literally do it from contracts to writing my subtitles, translations to editing to really. Yeah. Yep. And so I stay busy with that. And it, obviously you choose to do that. Is that so you can have all the quality control? Or how come you haven't have you haven't yeah. done that? Well, yeah, for sure. So number one is quality control. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two is okay. An agent they're going to cut out twenty to thirty percent just sure. for responding to your email. Sure. And once again, I just told you I can get a video gig for for fifteen thousand. Take take twenty percent out of fifteen thousand. Yeah, for just answering for responding email. to a few emails. <laughs> that is that is pretty crazy, bro. Right. So I'd rather just stay up a few more hours every once in a while just to mm-hmm. finish this stuff rather than just to give some random dude on the street some cash to respond to my emails. Sure. And, uh, and then wow. another big thing is time. Um, I don't want to be responsible. I don't want to have a clock in time. Mm-hmm. Um, I can just do whatever, whenever I want. If I had an employee, I would then be constricted down to when I've got to do things and whatnot. So sure. And then with having two kids, it's really nice to just have this, flexibility of absolutely I, well, yep. and also i didn't realize you had two kids now 
Yeah, I've got two kids. How old are they? Yeah. I've got a almost six-year-old son and a mm-hmm. three-year-old daughter. I yep. I knew about your son. I did not know I had a daughter. That's that's crazy. That's yep. exciting. Yeah. Um, we don't really post them on on social media. Sure. Because instances in the past when people would like just sneak on the street and just take photos of us oh, or weird. screenshot. And there's a whole website called loganskids.com. What? which we ended up suing them and we got it taken down, but it was all these creepy stalking photos and screenshots of all my kids. What? So we've just kind of taken them off the grid. Smart, yeah. bro. Smart. So, That's Yes, we took wild. them off the grid. And, and once my son's 13 or so and he really wants to do it and he can understand the concept of sure. social media, the goods and the bads, mm-hmm. then I'll be like, okay, if you want to, go ahead. Sure. So. Whoa, dude, that's interesting. But with with that being said, if I put them in my videos, oh, I'm sure I could get tons of views. I mean, people love the family content, especially here oh. in Taiwan because they're mixed kids mm-hmm. and they're very interested in that. So, right. But I just, I'm doing good already. I don't need yeah. to use my kids for income. So I just decided, yeah, I don't want to go down that path. For sure, because that's so interesting. I mean, and that's what a lot of YouTube channels are based off. And I, because, yeah. and Mike, like, for example, kid channels, my kid, uh, crew, he's, oh, yeah. he's three, obsessed with them, bro. And when we love them, just because it's like, it's entertaining for him. And I know it's a channel that's like safe and kid friendly and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I always think, like, dang, like some of the kids that he's watched since he was like a baby. Like those kids are getting older, yeah. and I'm like, they just don't like seem Vladimir as interesting. Nick. Bro, literally them. He loves yes. Vlad and Nikki, yes. bro. Uh, I'm like, they're getting old, and it's like they don't really seem oh, as yeah, interesting sure. anymore in those videos. And so I'm like, I wonder what those channels are going to look like. But granted, the mom just keeps getting pregnant, mm-hmm. and she just has more kids, and so I think they're going to be good for at least yeah. the next ten years. But and um, they make plenty of money, bro. Sit off of that. Plenty of money. Yes, they do. Their channel goes berserk. And those sponsors... Well, it's not still, just channel. They have channels. Uh, yes. They translated a, them to Korean, to Spanish, yes. to... Yeah, just the Genius. whole thing. I so. love that. That's such a smart move for YouTubers to get your your videos yep. uh, translated and just make whole new channels that get matching views. Yep. Um, okay, so I don't know if you would you could even guess, but a channel like that, for example... I don't know off the top of my head. Let's say each video is maybe getting five to 10 million views. They're sponsored by like Mattel and like Hasbro oh. toys. What would you assume for one video? How much a sponsor is paying them? Like a sponsor like Hasbro. Okay. So this is hard because I know the Taiwan market like the back of my hand. Oh, sure. But different countries and stuff. Foreign, I don't mm-hmm. know, but I bet they could be getting maybe 30 to 40, maybe in fi- maybe around 50,000 for just for oh. one video sponsor. Oh, I thought you were going to say million or something easily. like that. I was like, dang. No, 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 <clears throat> no. But so, yeah, for sure. A ridiculous number. That's wild, bro. I mean, and honestly, it makes perfect sense. Wild. Like that is, yep. they're, they're getting their money's worth, you know? Yep. But to make one video, that's crazy. That's amazing. So, <clears throat> and I don't want to take up too much more of your time. Um, oh, it's good. It's good. Just a, just a couple more minutes. But since we're kind of on this track, I do have a couple more questions. So, uh, okay. Cause someone else had asked, like when it comes to YouTube, YouTube is going hard mm-hmm. on their, what are they called? Shorts right now? 
shorts youtube like shorts yeah is that something is that's going to change the scene for you at all or are you just going to be changed like posting do you even worry about that or are you just like i'm going to post what i, I want? don't worry about it i love that um and i could end up regretting this later mm, but i call it a fad mm, i'd call it really a fad. what happened with vine vine went up it went down if you look at TikTok, TikTok's mm-hmm. views are slowly going down mm-hmm. because at the end of the day, people still want to watch good content. And then I told you already, oh. if you want to chase views, then yeah, go for shorts. But shorts have have proven that they don't bring in subscribers. Oh, really? And then with, oh yeah, yeah, because people just watch that and they slide to the next one. They're not going to click totally. on your channel. Yeah, I've never subscribed right? to a short, I mean, ever. I mean, I've never clicked on, a, I mean, I've never watched a short and just been like, oh, this guy's cool. I want to see the rest of his content. No, For you just sure. keep on scrolling. So oh, I don't really think it's really beneficial to your channel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And then once again, uh, sponsors for those, that would be a lot harder as well. So I think for overall growth and success, mm-hmm. wouldn't focus on that. Um, I do a short every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Like just because or at that goal. point – what would what do, are you making shorts for at that point? Maybe if I film a video and I've got a segment that I just didn't put in that video, but I think it's cool enough, I'll just cut that into a short. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, Kate, what a what an interesting insight because I guess and for someone who has been doing it as long as you, you are looking at longevity of your channel, where mm-hmm. someone who like. Like on my end, I'm like, dang, like sometimes it'd be so cool to be an influencer. Look at their sponsored posts and stuff. And I'm like, oh, people just, they, they make these accounts, especially on TikTok that just go crazy viral because they are doing those viral yep. things, but it's very fad, you know, like they're super very viral bad. for a month and then you never see their videos again. One, they're probably super burned yep. out of doing stuff that they hate for views um, and so I hadn't really thought of that cause like, and you know, Instagram, Instagram reels, obviously TikToks, YouTube shorts, it's all the same vibe, but that is so interesting yep. to me to, cause that doesn't bring any longevity unless it's marketed Not very properly, all. you know, like it, it yes. definitely can, but yeah. you're, you're totally so where right. Place good is, which I still don't do cause I'm just way, way too busy. It's good if you throw them in between your long videos to keep the viewers hmm. on your channel. You know, they're like, oh, okay, sure. well, this guy didn't post a long video this week, but he at least gave us a short and whatnot. You know, yeah. just at least, so you're always in their face. Exactly, exactly. But, always, always on but mind. don't make it a goal to create a shorts channel because they generally don't work out. If they do work out, you're not making much money. Mm-hmm. So interesting. I mean, if you think about it, like, so when movies started coming out, once the TV was around, they were short, 10 minutes. Hmm. And things have gotten longer and longer. We have, um, you know, the Lord of the Rings series. Mm -hmm. um, not Longer and longer. And people eat it up because people actually want real content. So at the end of the day, they'll still stick with main videos. Yeah. Okay. So interesting, Logan. Um, Okay. So I got one more question. And again, um, this has been great so far, but you are a super busy guy. Mm -hmm. I got one more question for you, if you don't mind. Okay. Um, someone totally else, good. someone else asked, um, what would you do if you had to start today as far as like YouTube growth and engagement? Like how has that changed? What would you do starting fresh? I just start fresh. Oh, that's a good one. Just a brand new, if I had to do that, 
let me think about this. Sure. Yeah. Take your time. I don't know. I probably still do similar to what I'm doing because yeah. once again, uh, the way that I've managed it, the way that I'm running it right now, I'm the most chill, stress-free that I've ever mm-hmm. been in my life. So obviously when you start, um, starting the YouTube channel, that's when you really got to, uh, you're grinding for a while. Working. Yeah. Just always grinding. And I think that's inevitable. So okay. if I were to start fresh again, yeah, I would jump back right to the grinding mm-hmm. and that's getting as many videos out as possible mm-hmm. with only focusing 50% on quality because at first quantity is going to be more important, but once you build up a number, maybe around 10, 10 to 20,000 subscribers, mm-hmm. now you're having people come back to watch and you want to make something better Interesting. because if you put out bad content, to people coming back, they'll actually unsubscribe. Sure. But oh, where your sure. numbers are smaller at first, you just want to just throw tons of videos out and just, I mean, it's like, you know, throwing them on. Okay. So you're hungry. So you go fishing. So you just throw out all the lines, mm-hmm. but after you know what you're doing, you can just throw out one line and aim for the big fish. Yeah. You're going for the big fish at that point. So oh, that's interesting. That's a yeah. good idea. Um, and I feel like, like you said, 50%, would you say 50% quality? What I meant by that is like, don't spend too much time on the actual quality because I think it's more beneficial to get Heard lots more content out. Yeah. Yep. While you're growing those numbers, that's interesting. And I also feel like that's a very good balance. That's a very realistic way of starting a channel nowadays. Um, yep. Because you do you like 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 you're at that point where you have eyes on your channel, so you don't need to go yep. fish for just anything. And so you kind of are almost at that point where you're almost like have like the privilege of just being able to put out just good stuff and not worry about trends and stuff yep. like that. But it is smart for someone new who would, you know, they, they got to go fishing, you know, they got to go build that audience. Yeah. Um, that's really insightful. I appreciate that. Alrighty, man. Well, thank you so much. Again, I don't want to take up too much more of your time. Um, how about, like I said, I'm going to link your YouTube. I can link your Instagram. Is there anywhere okay. else that you'd want people to find you or any projects that you're working on that you want to talk Those about? Those are basically my uh, top three, mm-hmm. Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook. Perfect. Um, Never and then my other stuff is all in, yeah. And, I, and the other stuff is all in Chinese and you got to come here to be on the TV to see it. But um, I do lots of the TV shows. I'm a co-host of a show. What? Like on TV in Taiwan? Um, yeah. The freak, bro. I only know about like your social media stuff. Can we take two more minutes? You tell me a little bit about that. Of course. I mean, shoot, I could send you a link later. Just some screenshots. Do I have one here? What do you do? What's your um, show? Yeah, about? So I go on a, sh- I'm on a few that I go to, but they're more than just talk shows, personality shows, um, just some fun stuff. Um, literally Dude, you just go fun. in there and you just kind of like talk and have fun. Uh-huh. So um, I'm I'm co-hosting a travel-based show where they travel around. Is that um, so much so fun? So in between, yeah. And then, so as I said before at the beginning, that YouTube is just one little segment of what sure. I do. And then we've got your my my TV show, and then I also go and um, attend events and just be the pretty face. Really? So last week I went. There was a. So the city that I live in has 2.7 million people and they had this big event um, with a park and they just wanted me to go sit down and have a picnic just so people can take pictures of me eating at, what? at a picnic. 
So, I mean, and stuff like that pays great too. What really? I just was there for like two hours. Well, no, no, what was it? Just an hour and a half. And they're like, hey, if you come have a picnic, we'll give you three grand USD. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. Bro, are you and they serious? Even provide that's food. crazy. So, so that's the other portion that I do. And I do, and I have a balance just, just my overall time. Uh huh. So if you split up eight hours of a day, yeah, it's probably almost perfectly balanced on that stuff oh that is yeah i laugh because it's like it's such a fun way to make money bro that's insane three grand to go have a picnic that is so cool that Um, is so much fun dude good for you logan for like another thing was um i was in uh guam visiting my parents and you know i had to pay Mm -hmm. some pretty hefty flight tickets and whatnot and and then we just bought some stuff and i'm kind of like oh shoot I haven't worked in a while. And then out of the blue, the government, just the guy I know calls up like, Hey, there's a mayor of, uh, of this city who's going live and they want you to join in and just mm-hmm. talk for like five minutes and you're done. Uh huh. And that paid for my whole entire trip to <laughs> Korea, <laughs> Japan, and Guam. Are you kidding? Just and Japan, bro, like, Japan's okay, expensive you. too. Yeah. So this is where the big money hits It is once you, can branch out of YouTube and then kind of use your YouTube fame uh-huh, uh-huh. and do other things. Because I'm talking like things where I go to a picnic for an hour and they give me 3000 bucks. Did or you ever I've see got yourself? some other ones where it's just like, in, no. Like, but, so um, I think this would be fun for the viewers to mm-hmm. know. Um, and I talk about cultural displacement and mm-hmm. I'll go oh, on yeah, that yeah. in just a moment. So if you can recall growing up, I wasn't the best speaker. I had stutters. I couldn't speak too well. Um, like I opted out of reading in class. Mm. I opted out of speaking. Um, my most hated thing, my like dreaded thing every single week mm-hmm. was blessing the sacrament. Oh, sure. Because there's certain words that I can't pronounce. Mm-hmm. And um, eventually I've, I've learned to avoid those. But growing up, the English version of me always was shy because of this or sure. felt awkward or reluctant to speak up. So when I started learning Chinese, it was at the time when I was able to pivot out of this stutter place because I found ways to manage it. Oh, awesome. So so literally when I go into Chinese mode and I'm on these TV shows, I'm a new improved version of myself. Really? Like I like the – yeah, so so my Chinese name is Xiaobei and mm-hmm. that's my whole YouTube name. I like that guy a lot better than Logan Beck. Really? Just because how, yeah, well, because from a youth, I could barely talk. Sure. And that's how I developed Logan Beck. But then once I got that covered, I was able to go into Chinese, learn, learn it, and then learn it with a new ego, a new mm-hmm. personality. Yeah. So for wow. me, that's when I say cultural displacement, I also feel just like a better person. So if you think back to the days, you know, just you know, we used to be neighbors, go to school together or not. I wasn't mm-hmm. that outgoing, but if you come here and I'm speaking in Chinese, I'm a host of a TV show. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm on TV shows just because <laughs> I found a new me through, a, through learning a language. Bro, honestly, it's like, that is, that is beautiful to hear that you've been able yeah. to do that. Like, and I, this is like so random. I really, I really, when, when people can find like happiness and joy and, and just like passion in what they do, like literally, I kind of live vicariously through people sometimes. I feel like when they say stuff like that. So hearing that is so like heartwarming that you have been able to to build that, bro. Like not everyone gets to experience that. And so that is so exciting yeah. for you, man. 
I love it's a dream that. come true. Yeah. Growing up, I always watched uh, American Idol and mm-hmm. just thought, hey, I would love to be a Ryan Seacrest one day. Really? So, so I'm still working on it. Yeah. I'm not as big as Ryan Seacrest, but <laughs> I mean, I've, what, in the past few years, I, I've worked with Discovery Channel, TLC, some Insane. some big brands. So like, yeah, like one day. Yeah. And like most, see, that's the thing. Most people say, oh, hopefully one day. But you're like, no, literally one day. I'm going to be here, you know? Yeah. How cool, So it would man. be a lot of fun, but. Well, it, well, in that case, I am honored to have you as, as a guest on my podcast before, um, before you. you get too big. But um, honestly, man, thank you so much for your time. You've been so much fun. Um, again, any, any other things you want the audience maybe listen for or watch out for that's coming from you in the next, next little bit? You know, that's about it. I've got the coolest video that I'm releasing on Monday. Oh, it's exciting. I'll and post I'm so excited. Sure. Uh, so, my, my, so my wife wanted to do a biking challenge because we're talking about all, you know, all about biking recently. Mm-hmm. And Taiwan, I don't know if you can think of it in your head. It's just a little island, but it's not like too little. It was – so in 24 hours, there's a big challenge, and there's like 6,000 people that did it. Mm-hmm. And uh, she biked the whole entire course where it's from what, the north to the south. And it's, I think, miles-wise. Man, I don't know miles anymore. Um, miles, I think, is like 360 miles. Oh, my Non-stop. gosh. Non-stop. So what I did for that is I went with a, yeah, so I went with a few friends. And I, uh, I well, I ended up riding most of it because she ended up needing that moral support. Sure. But I hired some drivers and um, I got Volvo to sponsor me. Beautiful. So, Beautiful. So we had a car loaded with food and uh, just everything. So just followed us the whole way through. And then, you know, every once in a while I would stop biking and I just give food out to people or mm-hmm. I just lean out the window and, you know, and just hand it out. And that was sure. probably one of the funnest days of my life. But it's one of those, you know, like cool. if I put on the video, you know, the title, it's not one of those that everyone's going to click on to. Sure. But yeah. That's a video I can remember. And that'll be so proud of that I can be with it. So, oh, so cool, where I was man. going with this is the most common question I get is when I do YouTube, mm-hmm. what's your biggest advice? And I just be like, screw the views, mm-hmm. screw your subscribers and just follow your passion. Cause you won't find happiness. You won't, you won't Not be proud of your own work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, obviously if you want to go full time, you do have to be aware of that. You got to play and at the, the beginning. Game. You have to. Mm-hmm. but always keep in the back of your head, you know, like I at least have to somewhat like what I'm doing and don't sell out. Totally. Cause Dang. once you sell out, you're a phony and, mm-hmm. and people can see phonies. A hundred percent, bro. It's so annoying. Dude, honestly. Yep. Well, again, Logan, thank you so much for your time. You've been amazing. And, uh, thank you so much for coming on, bro. Of course. Thank you for having me. Yeah, you bet. Well, have an awesome day, man. We'll talk to you later.